Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Yumei Chang and I'm the founder of Life is Love School. At Life is Love School, we teach people about relationship skills, especially how to find a great partner so you set yourself up to have that healthy relationship. Today's topic is really top of the mind for a lot of people and I get asked this question a ton, which is, how do I know if I should leave a relationship? If you do a search on YouTube for information on when to leave a relationship, a lot of times it would tell you, well, if you're unhappy or if your needs are not being met, then you should consider leaving. I think that is making that decision prematurely. I would be the last person to advocate that you should stay in a relationship no matter what, because I'm working with people that have suffered childhood abuse or partner abuse. And a lot of situations, the best answer is to get out of there as soon as possible. However, if you encounter a conflict in a relationship or you're feeling your needs are not met, etc., the best thing to do is not to give up right away, but to assess the situation to see if this is a resolvable situation. Because there are no partnership where it's completely perfect, where my partner can anticipate my every need or that my partner somehow just fits me perfectly like a glove. There's always some kind of trade-off. Nobody can fit everybody perfectly, and that's both the beauty and the difficulty of the relationship, which is figuring out what are my core values, what are the red lines, as in they can't cross that line. If they cross that line, it's over. And then what are things that are compromisable or that we can find a solution that meets everybody's needs? So to say that if you're unhappy or if your needs are not met, the only solution is to leave. That is also immature and premature. So now that I've gotten that preamble away, how do we decide? I think number one is you have to ask, does, is this person committed to change? So a lot of times when you tell a partner, hey, I'm not happy, I'm ready to leave, they may then freak out and offer you know, to change, they would apologize, etc. But that's not necessarily real change. Sometimes they would do just enough or just long enough to get you back. The question is, is this person fundamentally decided that, hey, you know, I have an anger issue or hey, I have a spending or a gambling issue, whatever that issue may be, and I want to fix this issue, not just for you, not just for the relationship, but for me. People need to commit to change for themselves and you cannot make a person want to change. So they may temporarily fool you in a way to just to win you back, but that's not gonna be lasting change. So the question is, is this person committed? Committing to change is very important. Just ask yourself, how difficult is it for you to change yourself, right? Whether that's a bad habit that you're trying to kick or a new habit you're trying to build, if we're honest, we recognize that changing is very, very difficult. So if you're wishing that your partner make a fairly major change, a lifestyle change, etc., it's rather difficult. So they really have to decide. So that's number one. Is this person committed to change? And part of assessing whether they're committed to change is are they taking actions? Do they have a plan? So if this person, for example, has uh, communication issues or etc., what is their plan to address it? Are they scheduling therapy? Are they scheduling couples time to do communication? Are they discussing a ground rule with you on how to resolve conflict? Are they agreeing to rules like no name calling, etc.? So you really wanna see very concrete plans. A person who is committed to change has a plan 
and they are willing to share that plan with you and you can see concrete actions. Words mean nothing really if it's not backed by action. So does this person, is this person committed to change? Do they have a plan? And number two is, you know, there's on the one hand, if this person is interested, but if they don't have the capacity to change, that's also an issue. Um, not everybody is able to have the level of empathy that perhaps you're looking for. So just like any trait, there are, you know, environmental and genetic influences that then creates that person. And just like some of us are taller, some of us are shorter. So some people can empathize more, some people cannot empathize as much, or some people can listen better, some people can't. The question is, are you okay with their capacity? So even if they're really willing to change, just like even if I wanna be a ballerina today, I'm not able to be a professional ballerina, right? The interest may be there, but the capacity is not there. So you also have to assess, do they have the capability to make that change? Now, number three is, and it's really important, is would you choose this person again, knowing everything that you know now, right? So assuming they cannot change, whether it's because they have no interest or because they have no plan, they have no commitment to change, would you choose this person again, knowing what you know today? A lot of times I hear from uh, people that I coach that, hey, you know, I've already been in this marriage for 20 years. I've already put in so much time. It's, I'm too far in to, to leave. I think there's a lot of fallacy in that one. Um, feel free to look up the term called sunk cost fallacy. But this term originally came from an economics perspective, which is, let's say I buy a stock at $100. And after a while, it drops to $10. How much is that stock worth? If you're logically speaking, it's only worth $10. But a lot of investors would then have this irrational thinking that, well, if I hold on to the stock, I haven't lost that money yet. That is obviously not true, but that's how the mind irrationally believes that if I don't cut my losses or if I don't look at the losses, I haven't actually lost it. And that's just completely false. The same is with your investment in a person. Just because you invested 20 years, do you wanna throw another 20 years in? Or do you tell yourself that, hey, you know, I'm gonna live probably until 100 years old and I may be 60, 70, 80, whatever it is right now, how do I want to spend the remaining years? Do I want to spend it with this person or do I want to give myself another chance? So that's why I also just ask people, you know, would you choose this person again? Or another way to phrase this question is, would I allow a new man or a new woman to treat me this way? If not, and you assess that they're not willing to change or they don't have the capacity to change, then the only remaining question is, are you okay with them not changing, right? Certain things, for example, the way they you know, leave their flip-flops everywhere or you know, their hygiene, if you could make compromises, if you're okay with it, maybe that's fine. But there are certain qualities such as more fundamental values. For example, fidelity, if that's important to you and you know that this person just has a track record of infidelity and they may say they wanna change, but they show by action that they've not changing and they've done this many, many times, then you have to really just be honest with yourself and say, this is who he or she is. They are likely going to cheat for the rest of our marriage, for example. Am I okay with that? And there is no right or wrong, right? As an adult, you can decide what is right or wrong or what's good enough for you. 
and then just be okay with that. So really, if a relationship is not working, you can say, you know, hey, what is my part? What can I change? You cannot count on the other person changing, but you can assess if they're going to change. And depending on what they do, you can decide if you're going to stay or you're going to go. Either you believe that they can make the change that you absolutely need, so you stay, or you decide that, okay, this is not ideal and they don't want to change. They don't have the capacity to change, but I still want to stay in the relationship for ABC reasons. And that is okay as well. What I'm trying to advocate here is that you make the decision with a very clear mind using this framework so that you're thinking it through. And ideally you also journal to it. So you write it down. One thing that I've seen a lot of um, people I coach kind of wasting cycles is they rethink this decision over and over and they forgot why they thought they should leave or why they thought they should stay. So by writing it down, then you can review it and see if there's any new information. So if you get new information, obviously, like, for example, this person came up with a concrete plan of how they're going to execute the change, right? That's a positive. It may tilt you towards staying. Or let's say that this person cheated again. Again, you know, that's evidence going the other way. So if you have new information, then yes, you know, obviously you can go through the decision framework again. But without new information, there is no reason to keep churning and ruminating. So let me know if you're considering leaving or if you're thinking about this question in general and what is your sticking point? If you have any sticking points, feel free to leave it in the comments. I read every single comment and I'm also happy to provide responses. In general, if you're looking for advice on relationship, consider joining us in Tribe where we have this type of discussion. Personally, I think it's incredibly important that we be really smart and really open-minded and very logical in how we choose a partner. A lot of times we go just with our heart, but unfortunately the heart doesn't always make the wisest long-term decision. So I hope you find today's information helpful and thank you for viewing. Until next time, have a great week.